Jake. Come on, it's 6 o'clock. Rise and shine, rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 at tickets, Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And the Lincoln Journal stars, Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Welcome back to Hour 2 on a Friday. Steve Sipple, Jake Sorensen, early break, fun show. So far, you got the podcast at theticketfm.com. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you who I picked in my bracket. I would just I would just be curious. I'm just going to ask a quick question out there because we, we were going through our brackets through the break to see how many we got right and wrong. Did anybody out there yesterday listening to this program, 402-464-5685, can anybody say they went worse than 8-8, eight and eight, which I did? And I had Creighton sip. If Creighton loses, I go seven and nine yesterday. <laughs> so that bad. is so bad. That's ridiculous. That is so that's like bad. Childishly bad. That is horrible. You're a child. I <laughs> keep in mind. Don't, I don't know why you're saying this because we present ourselves as experts. And that's because the dance is wild. Just keep in mind that, that three no, of the, three of those wins were one seeds, which I didn't pick a 16 seed. So congratulations, Jake. You are not a person. And I'm going to defend you now. Thank you. That has the time. Thank you. To sit down and go through game by game and study each It doesn't team. matter. It, it doesn't matter. Oh, I think it matters. No, some. it does not matter. Who's picking St. Peter's over Kentucky with all the studying right, in the world last night? Nobody. <laughs> right. The answer is nobody. Right. I don't know what conclusion would be. Lee, Your like, boy Clark Kellogg thought they'd go to the Final Four for Iowa, and yeah. they lost in the first round. How about, and I'm sure he studies a lot of basketball. Mm-hmm. It means nothing in the dance. You it can means, be the smartest person ever. Uh-huh. I want to see John Rothstein's bracket. The the expert, the guru, the man who lives and breathes and drinks and sleeps college basketball. I want to see how he did. Would he put his bracket out there? I don't know if he ever does. Yeah. Harrison looked it up to see if Rothstein puts the bracket out there. <laughs> Sorry, Harrison. Please. We're doing this. I don't think that okay. he does, though. Okay, Harrison, I hope he doesn't get mad. We, we're, I started this thing where Harrison handles all our work. Well, we, he's the we EP. Need to watch, yeah, we need to watch He's the that. EP. You know, this computer's not reliable, so yeah, shut it down all the see time. If, see if Rothstein does I don't that. think like, he does puts course, one out there. Does the course he put is out there? I don't think they do. Um. I would you just put de- yours out there, and I'm not sure why. Well, you I haven't did. put it out. I've, no, I'm just saying I, I went eight and eight, and I was very close to going seven and nine, which is a, just a train wreck. Bad. <laughs> like you know, I pick upsets. I picked the wrong ones and didn't pick the ones that actually did up, end up well, being let's upsets. Let's this for real. Let's just stay on this subject. Okay, Boise State, Memphis, in an eight nine. I don't know. I had Boise State, and they <laughs> never. <laughs> but I mean, how would you know? How well, I, I, well, I told I watched Boise State play in the Mountain West Championship for some reason. I watched that game, and it was horrible. I knew their offense wasn't very good, and I just counted on their defense being better, and they weren't. Okay. Um, UConn, New Mexico State. I had UConn, and I, and I felt <laughs> bad picking that because I wanted to pick Teddy, uh-huh. but my heart said, Jake, you can't pick all the upsets. you got to pick 1-5, yeah, that, yeah, and you, that was a stupid pick. In other me. words, you didn't know anything about the teams, right? Well, I thought UConn was pretty good. A good Big East team this year. I picked Vermont to beat Arkansas, and they almost won that game. So I don't feel bad about that. Mm-hmm. 
But I've lost both teams in that bracket then. All I got is Gonzaga there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I did have North Carolina. They shellacked Marquette, so way to go, Jake. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Then, But I picked Indiana to beat St. Mary's, and that didn't happen. They got, they got yeah, whacked. Just, there's just no way I'd expect you to know too much about St. Mary's. Um, you do know a lot about Indiana. Now, yeah, you look at Purdue, and you mentioned this in the last segment or previously. Purdue has a – the path is pretty well paved for them now. Right? Kentucky is gone. Right. If you're Matt Painter, so, so you've got to beat Yale first. But, man, the okay, path so, is there. So Purdue plays Yale yep. today. Today. Now, they would get the winner of Texas and Va Tech. Right. Um, winnable. Very winnable. Very winnable. And then you would then and then yeah you would be looking at Murray State perhaps um, or, or who are you talking about St. Peter's but yeah you, you talk yeah, one of those two you're playing in the Sweet Sixteen if you beat Texas and then the Elite Eight or Tech, you're, you're probably looking at Baylor which is or UCLA yeah Baylor the, the you know the least they're the one seed yeah. the least concerning of the one seeds so yeah Purdue man if you're a Purdue fan if you're a Purdue fan right now. Okay, we had this discussion. We had this discussion the other day. Forget the pressure from the fans on Matt Painter. Matt Painter probably feels inward pressure. Yeah, like look at this is set up. I got this team to twenty seven wins, and this is a good team. I have a I have a player in Jay Nivey who's going to be an an NBA player. I have a seven footer that's good. Well, he's more than seven foot. Zach Eady. Uh, Williams is a good player, right? Um, Williams. Travion Williams. Travion Williams. I Somehow have this, off the bench. I don't understand yeah, that. Well, he's all right. Off he the, could start anywhere, and right. he's off the bench. At so they have this team capable of making a run. Forget the outward pressure on Painter. I'm guarantee a Painter feels it inwardly. Like he knows he's not always going to be in this. But Jake, you're not always going to be in that position where you're where you're in a bracket where the number two seed goes yeah. down. Yeah, your 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 path to the elite eight is pretty. Oh. They should I mean, make fa- it. You are now are the favorite to make the Elite Eight mm-hmm. of your side of the bracket, your portion of the East bracket. Mm-hmm. You are now the favorite. Mm-hmm. And do not lose to Yale. Yale is going to push them. That's going to be a tight. I, I bet it's a close game today. I'm telling you that what scared me, this may sound irrational, what should concern you about a team like Yale is that player for Notre Dame, Paul Atkinson? Is it Paul Atkinson? He's a transfer from Yale that led Notre Dame the other day against Rutgers. That was thirteen for fifteen from the field. He came from Yale, and I just kept thinking, man, they have six foot ten players in the I, Ivy League like this guy. Yeah, that's a good thing to think about. Man, they they obviously have dudes because that's Notre Dame's best player. Notre Dame beat Rutgers and. And Yale's in the dance without that guy. Oh, yeah. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. Yale loses the best player from Notre well, Dame, and I, they still are in the dance. Yeah, I'd say he, he – well, I mean, that night he was, for sure. He's their starter, and he's definitely one of their top two players. 13, 13 for 15 from the field against Rutgers. By the way, I was talking to um, – okay, this kind of gets this kind of gets into your question on this segment – What's the most consistent thing you see from winning teams in the NCAA tournament, and what can Nebraska learn? Well, the thing I saw against Rutgers, Notre Dame against Rutgers, is in Parker, I was talking to Parker Gabriel about this yesterday. You know what was amazing about that game? Think about Rutgers, how well they play defense, and think about what they have at the rim in Omarari. Omarari. Omarui. Yeah. A, a, you know, a, 
a, a bona fide rim protector. And Notre Dame got layup after layup after layup in their in their half court set. Okay, so w- what that was was Mike Bray coaching. They play a five out. They run it really well. They were they were using different sort of screens. They do a slip screen sometimes and a conventional screen sometimes, and they ju- they adjust depending on what you're doing. They're really good at it, and they were getting layups. Okay, so one consistent thing is coaching. I mean, Mike Bray didn't have a great season at Notre Dame. They're 11th seed. And they're not great. They're not a great team. I mean, I'd say they're just kind of they're, – they're good shooters. I will say that about Bray. Put together a team of good shooters, which I always like those sort of teams. You know what I'm saying? It's like people are going to say, oh, yeah, that's great, Sip. They, they got shooters. Well, yeah, I see a lot of teams that can't shoot. They have great athletes who can't shoot the ball. Notre Dame doesn't have great athletes, but those guys can shoot at all of them. All every guy they put out on the floor could shoot at their top five. Um, but Bray outcoached your boy. There's no doubt about that. It went to double overtime. He outcoached Pikeyle. That's it. <clears throat> no official bracket release from John Rostein. I wouldn't if I was Rostein and I presented myself as the guru, I would not put my don't bracket put your, out. Don't there. put it out there. Yeah. So yeah, Jake, Bray got him. Bray got your boy. He did. The difference in that game was Notre Dame's ability to shoot layups against a tough defense. And Pikeyle told his guys, Jake, look, we're going to score. You guys got to get some stops. They couldn't get them. Coaching. And what else? Think about Creighton. I was thinking about this last night. What, what differentiates teams? Jake, think about it. What's Creighton got? They got culture and they got a system. They clearly have a culture on that in that program. A tough-minded culture. They're not that great, but they're tough, and they keep coming. and And I heard McDermott talking last night in the post-game press conference. I listened to his post-game. He's he's pr- he's he's incredibly proud of this team. Should be proud of him. But you do that with McDermott pretty much every year. Yeah, you do. It's a it's a culture that he's established there. I know and, people and, and hate you know that. The crazy but... thing is that, is that Creighton is tough, though. I know, you know they are because you always thought Creighton would. You know, I'm not speaking for you. People always thought Creighton was was a good regular season team, but they kind of folded in tournament time because they weren't tough enough. You know right? what else you always? What I always used to say about Creighton? Well, if they don't hit their three pointers, they're dead. They hit two last night. They that's it. Wow, yeah. they hit two and one. How about that? Right. They had seven guys play. They had an injury to Ronnie Kalkbrenner, and, and you they only they hit, hit two, two three pointers, yeah, and they it. won. Right. So I, so there's fallacies about Creighton. Not tough. Need to hit their three-pointers to win. No, 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 no. Not always. McDermott can coach. They're going to lock him in, by the way, I've heard. Well, they should. I mean, it, you look at that team that was a three-seed with, with Doug McDermott and, and Grant Gibbs and, and all those guys and Ethan Rogge, and that, that was supposed to be a team that made a, a, a push, and they got blasted by Baylor in the second round because they weren't tough enough. Baylor... Bullied them. Well, Baylor, yeah, that Baylor team bullied a lot of people. I know they were a six seed though. It was a six seed Baylor. They did they bullied teams, but still, that they proved they were not they were not nearly as tough as Baylor, and and, and Creighton has toughened up the last few years. They they know they need to. Um, so, I guess that's that, that comes with playing in a, in a you know a bigger conference now, the Big East. You're not in the Mount the Missouri Valley anymore, so competition's tougher. So I guess you have to get a little tougher. Mm-hmm. But regardless, uh, you know. They they have been impressive, and I I, I don't like saying that because I don't like Creighton, I don't like Iowa, I don't like those teams, but I, I give 
Creighton a lot of credit for what they did last night. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm double checking this. I'm I'm just getting to it. I think they hit two three pointers. That's what I'm seeing. Two three pointers. Two for fourteen. Creighton two for fourteen from three point land. They did out rebound them by twelve, I believe. They out rebounded San Diego State. Um, again, didn't play a great game. Still won. Now they get Kansas. Okay, what else do you need? Um, I don't know. I mean, th- there's just a lot of obvious things. I just go to I go to toughness, culture, and and I think Harrison's right. I think you look at free throw percentage. I think that's critical. Nebraska has been up and down that way with Fred. Uh, mostly down, right? When was it up? I don't know. They've shot well occasionally from the line. Bryce, yeah, Bryce okay. McGowan's. Yeah, okay, okay, Bryce fair. McGowan's yeah, right. a great free Bryce, throw shooter. Bryce is a great yeah. – yeah, you're right there. Bryce is a great free throw shooter. But but free throws we have harped on for the entire yeah. – pretty much besides Bryce, the entirety of the Fred Hoiberg era. Right. I mean, so that's something that I think against Northwestern. They were like 8 of 30 on free throws that right. game in Lincoln his right. first year. You want to see established system and culture. And I, I guess you could say Nebraska is still trying to establish that. I, I What the hell has kept Nebraska out of this thing? I don't know. I, It is mesmerizing. It is. Uh, the if you people, get down to it, it is. The amount of people that are commenting on the text line, and even Harrison said it too, that if, if St. Peter's, the Peacocks, can go in the tournament and beat a team like Kentucky – and get a, a tournament win, then there's no excuse here. Well, there's of course just there's not. You can you can you can do that with a lot of teams. I know so it's a lot, of, it, it's a lot of teams. If they can do it in Nebraska, you should do it. Yeah. Richmond beats Iowa. Well, I mean, Iowa Chicago is a great example. Yeah, they've made the Final Four. They, final. Four. They made the Sweet Sixteen a couple times. Right. It's know? not. See, the thing about the reason I would use Loyola Chicago over St. Peter's is because it wasn't a fluke. I mean, they they, they were they good did it again. Yeah, they yeah they've they done were, it several times now. And, and, and when you watched them. Like when you watched them beat Illinois that year, drummed Illinois. Right, they beat them by 13. Right. When you watch that game, and I did, I watched it from start to finish. It was very striking to me. This isn't a fluke. Illinois Chicago's just better than Illinois. Okay, then they went, then they go to the final four. It's not a fluke. What you see is Loyola Chicago was able to put together a roster of guys that can do that. Not a fluke. Now, I don't use St. Peter's because, I mean, there's a one off probably. Loyal Chicago is not a one-off, and and I mean maybe you'd say well they get the benefit of Chicago. Chicago's a basketball hey. city. I mean it's a basketball city. It is still a small conference though. Yeah, but how can they put together that roster? And Nebraska can't with all all Nebraska has. I think Loyal Chicago is a much better example. Sure, fair. Yeah, and there's good exa- there's good examples all over though. Jake, and a lot of it, come on, a lot of it just comes down to coaching, too. Just having a guy that can put together, and I don't mean, like, when I'm talking about Mike Bray um, being able to formulate a game plan with slip screens and conventional screens and switching up his system mid-game very well, which which Avery Johnson was saying he does. Avery Johnson coached against him. And he says Bray makes in-game adjustments um, that are fabulous and and are dependent on what you're doing. And then it's hard for you to adjust because he's usually first. He, he makes the first adjustment. Then you got to kind of figure out what they're doing. Bray's a good coach. I like Mike Bray. Yeah, he's proven. He's 62 years old. I mean, he's done it for a long time. Um, but that's that matters. But it's not just tactical. It's establishing, a, like McDermott, establishing a, a program and all that entails. 
you know Creighton's system. You know what they're you know what they you know what they're going to look like pretty much. You know how they're going to play. So that's one thing. And now what you've seen with Creighton is they're tough. Like they're why would you pick Nebraska over Creighton right now? In any in any uh, year. I I won't do it for the time coming. No, because this next year no chance in hell. Because because they're t- they're a tougher program. They're established. What what I mean what happened in Lincoln back in was it February? Very predictable, right? Nebraska went on a big run and it got kind of exciting. But as the game unfolded, remember, you just felt like, man, Creighton. Just, yeah, that was in November. Yeah, November. November I'm sorry. Yeah, November. Yeah, you, as the game unfolded, didn't you just think you were there? Yeah, didn't I you was just there. think, oh, Creighton, Creighton's got a point guard that'll bring him home. But the the thing was the, that point guard will bring him home. The thing was that was only his third game though. Jeez. He was a freshman. But you saw him. I did. I was you here. saw you saw in that game. Creighton has a point guard. Nebraska doesn't. Yep. And that at that and point, he's three games and he's already going to be a problem. Remember, at that point, Verge was really struggling. Yes, he was. He was getting booed in his third game. Right, he was really struggling. They had a point guard to bring them to the finish line. That's what I kept thinking. Creighton's going to win because because Nebraska doesn't Nebraska flounders yeah. around a little bit because they're not they don't they're not getting strong point guard play. Yep. They went with Kobe Webster in that game. Remember, yep. Kobe came. They did. Yeah, he's not a point guard. Not a point he had some guard. Big threes in that game, but yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, wasn't not a, point, a guard. point guard. Not not a not a power conference point guard. Maybe he could play in a lesser league, but not a power. Oh, he did play in a lesser league. Well, at Western did he? Illinois before that. Yeah, I don't know how much point he played. You'd have to look at that. You'd have to look at that. He looks like a point guard. That don't mean he is a point guard. He's a good player. Don't get yeah, me wrong. I like, yeah, I like Kobe. He's, yeah, I like him. He's a good player, but he's. I mean, he's not playing point guard for hardly anybody when we come back i saw a nice article from robin washington about uh, current recruits from nebraska what their thoughts are the program are on the program with the departure of matt abdomasi i'll read those for you Ooh. when we come back hello next early break on the ticket